Is your local business missing that little extra oomph? What if I told you your message could reach thousands of sports fans all across the Columbus area, including the ones that listen to this station? Partner up with Ignite Sports and the Columbus River Dragons for the 2022-23 season and watch your big idea become the next big thing in Columbus. For partnership details and to speak to a representative, call 706-507-4625. That's 706-507-4625. You love and support your local sports teams. Now let your local sports teams support you. Partner with the River Dragons this hockey season wow mark congratulations on now starting the show again (laughs) uh but welcome welcome to two minutes roughing uh got a heck of an episode coming up for you guys got an interview Mm -hmm. with alec basie that's coming up towards the end of the show but we have uh some interesting news to talk about so mark i'll let you hit it off uh, we have some WPHL news. It's been a while since um, yeah. when the when the millionaires. Well, I guess kind of let's set the stage a little bit. Uh, the millionaires had a moment. Some stuff happened. We talked about it on the show, but it seems they, that there's been a resurgence. They've regrouped and heck, they've even won a couple games yeah. since then, which is like okay, they've won a couple of the, those games that since they played. But uh, they're about to have another. They're actually going to have a couple more. I think they had a couple more games last weekend against i forget who i think it was uh breckenridge i think it would have been but i didn't see anything in regards to uh like scores so i'm not sure if those games actually happened um but they reached the league basically just just announced that there is officially a second team on the radar Yes. Um. So they currently have the millionaires. That's like their lone team. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, uh, their next location that they're looking at is Anaheim. Anaheim. Yes. Uh, the it's even on Facebook uh, as a uh, Anaheim Single A Pro Hockey. So they're sticking with. I like the point that I also confirms that they are sticking with. Staying, they're still trying for the single A pro, which in the West I could they could still work. And it looks like the arena they're looking at is the recently replaced, uh, uh, it's the former Anaheim Ducks training practice facility. And given the size of the arena, it's actually like okay, that that could work, you know, it's not like that big, it's it holds like probably like a thousand, maybe fifteen hundred, and and it's like, yeah, no, that that fit pretty well. Yeah, and and plenty of people, and it gives it, uh, that area another affordable, another affordable uh, hockey option. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Uh, again, choosing to go to Anaheim again, which where you have an NHL team, but it's it is a city that I think could host like a, a you know a less than single a hockey league so yeah, i'm interested in kind of seeing like the uh, if we see other similar situations pop up throughout like maybe the west coast yeah i am it is interesting that it's not like one of the teams that they've been playing but they, it's like a wholly new developed team but in a way i'm also kind of happy about that in a way because that means they are looking at just markets in general and they're trying to make it work Trust me, I, I'm I'm sure it's not exactly Sunshine Rainbows trying to start a league from scratch. So the fact yeah. that they finally got a second team 
well, a second second team, I guess. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but the it's still plenty of time before you know things need to be absolutely finalized and everything. You know, they have they're looking at a second. They have a second location. Looks like now, so they could keep building off of that. It gets an idea better of the footprint too. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the the one big concern with with a West Coast league is the West Coast is very spread out. Yeah, compared to the South and the East, uh, I think that's part, and I think that's why they are going for like, even though it seems weird, kind of big big markets, because then they could still draw more people from those. Yeah, which makes I, sense. Yeah, I, I think that's um, you know, kind of like their idea, and they're going to kind of go with that. But speaking of new leagues, yeah, um, <laughs> we what? got something interesting. Okay, uh, th- so yeah, so recently, and I'm actually going to make sure of something here. I'm going to make sure that it is still up here because there is a screenshot floating around. I think it's still on the Twitter account. Last I checked, it was. Yep, it is. It is. So, um, I'm not sure when this was retweeted, but this is a, but the tweet itself is from January 12th from John Boca LaFalse. I believe his name is, I could be saying his, pronouncing his name wrong. Uh, Delaware Thunder retweeted pro hockey league, want to own a team, new pro hockey. And it's like, and then it's just a text image saying, New Pro Hockey League ownership opportunities, limited travel expenses, reduced roster sizes, reasonable operating expenses, franchises available from New England to Carolina. Serious inquiries only. Email LLC at gmail.com. That's, and like I said, the Delaware Thunder official Twitter account retweeted that. So that leads to several questions. One, what is this league? Two, what does the Delaware Thunder have to do with this? Uh, three, is this hinting that something is going to happen with the Delaware Thunder and they may not be involved with the Fed anymore? Like, there's th- this. You don't just retweet this just for sights and giggles. This feels yeah. purposeful. This feels yeah. very purposeful. I mean, there there's already been rumors that the Delaware organization could be looking at new leagues. I think, and let me say this. Wait a minute. Mark, you, we talked about this. It, it, there's been thought that Delaware might is probably gone. After Wait a minute. Season. Wait but, a minute. I remember this guy. Hold on. Remember, remember uh, earlier in the season. Remember earlier in the season when uh, Delaware Thunder signed a weird guy for like one game? Is that the same guy? Because the name did. Yes. Yes, it's the same guy. <laughs> he, he is a hockey player. He is a PHPA agent and advisor. Wow. And he's the one who's starting us up. I just noticed. I just realized that, like on 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 doing it live. Okay, that brings a whole other wrinkle to this, and that makes that whole situation even more 
from earlier this season a lot more suspicious. Mm. So because so I mean, you kind uh, of getting back to what I was saying before. Uh, you kind of came with that revelation. I mean, this is not we. Are, I'm kind. Of, I think we're both not surprised with the idea that Delaware could be gone because th- this has been talked about around kind of the league. I mean, just, okay. To be fair, at least they're, if they're going out, they're going out with some bangers right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, let's. I think the word "gone" is is incorrect. They're switching to a new league. It, it feels like it, but yeah. I'm not. But again, right now it's all kind of like it's so very muddy right now. Yeah, and, like what, what's what even is going to happen? Yeah, it, and plus, new leagues are popping up left and right right now. It's and we haven't seen this in like 15 years with Meyer Pro Hockey with all these leagues trying to pop up and form. It right now, it everything's so chaotic. It's kind of amazing, but at the same time, it makes the the big picture very confusing. Very confusing until the dust settles. So, I'm not sure. I, I, uh, I The Delaware Thunder, I'm not – I'm sure, okay, given all the rumors, given everything that we're seeing, it probably is that they're probably gone after this year from the Fed. Right. But, but does that? But does that mean they are going to start a new league? Because I feel like that's the only way they can continue operating is if they go to a brand new league, right? And, now, one, and but that's if those leagues actually happen, right? So I, I think that's the big question. I think that's something we have to watch. And I, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of sad for Delaware fans because I feel like the Fed will probably be the best overall choice to continue in. But at least they get to see their team continue in, in at least a new league. I will say this. Given it seems like a lot of these new leagues want a smaller operating budget. That's been a big thing, especially with like the besides the WPHL, the other new leagues have been trying to form, like the South Atlantic, uh this new league apparently too. They've been wanting smaller operating budgets and smaller footprints. I think this is more I guess a consequence of the Fed growing. Yeah, because I mean, everyone like you know, for years the Fed was kind of beat up because it was the cheap league, and now the Fed. I mean, it still has a smaller operating budget compared to the SPHL, but it's grown. The yeah. the travel for starters has gone insane. Um, it's more insane than even the SPHL, which is funny. Um, more teams. It's just a lot of. I'm sure the operating budgets have grown a lot because of that, for better or for worse. But there's still people who want hockey. So now, I think, yeah, because of the FPHL going this route, like they're growing, which is great. But now, it's left a little bit of a void at the bottom. They've lifted themselves off the floor of what Meyer Pro Hockey can be. So now there's a floor, like a vacuum on that floor that people are trying to fill. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be very interesting if we kind of see like, like, I guess a bottom, I guess a smaller, uh, not, not, I guess what's the right, right word. Uh, a, I guess a step down league uh, for the fed. That would be a very interesting case to see. Because so it does feel because it, it feels, it, it might like 
do you kind of agree with that analogy? Like, it feels like because the Fed has been, has been lifting itself off that ground, there's now that void. There, some and people are trying to fill that um, void. I agree and disagree at the same time. I think the Fed has definitely risen up past an idea of it's just it's just a glorified beer league. But I'm not sure that they, they've exactly they've they got a void. That's that's kind of my point. Well, some people, but okay, but here's the thing: a team like okay, how about this? A team like Delaware could have survived a lot better in the days of old in the Fed. Yeah, like that. That's, that's, I mean, that's Delaware was basically like the the Fed's idea, and that's and that's the thing. Nowadays, the Delaware Thunder aren't in that; they are very much lower rung. That and that shows what I mean. Because look at the markets now in the Fed. Like, you have Columbus. You have your game Baton Rouge. You have Biloxi. You have Winston-Salem. You have Binghamton. You have Danbury, which I know has been there forever. Um, Port Huron. You have the Detroit metro area now with Motor City. The markets that they've been going to have been getting bigger and more prominent. But that leaves the, the smaller markets that still want pro hockey, well, that kind of, unfortunately, has pushed them out. Pushed them out of contention. Mm-hmm. Because the yeah. Fed, even though it has grown a lot, they even know, and they even know that you can only grow so much at such a at such a pace. You know, and yeah. you're going to, and you're always going to choose the bigger, better markets for the most part. For the most part. Um, so that's, Again, I, I think that does leave a sort of vacuum, and I think that's why we've been seeing it. And plus, look at the people who are trying to start these leagues too. There are a lot of the people who are trying to start these leagues have either current or former Fed affiliation. Hmm. Nick Russo is the one trying to start up the South Atlantic League. It's not, it seems like the Delaware Thunder are trying to help start another league, and the WPHL. That's a that's a that's also a former Fred uh, a Fed connection. A lot of these leagues, yeah, it is. And so I and I and I think that's a common denominator. And I truly think that's a common denominator. And I've seen the reasonings, and it seems like everybody has a similar reasoning. Mm. So, yeah, I, I something I'm kind of just realizing now. I think the the. Not, not the opposite of a power vacuum, but like the lower rung vacuum that has been left. Like people still want, you know, it, for some people, this is a far more economical for these small regional leagues. Because now the Fed, I can't, you can't say the Fed's a regional league anymore, like even just from a few years ago. Right. You just so. can't. Like it's so, like I said, the footprint's. Larger than the freaking SPHL now. Yeah, and that's something, you know, that's going to be a, a thing in the future. So moving on, let's go ahead and talk about the Fed itself. Yep. Uh, so look at those standings. Columbus, uh, not exactly a super great weekend for their standards. Uh, split it with Carolina. I mean, interesting place to see them, right, Mark? Yeah, I mean, Carolina, here's the thing. Carolina won a regulation on Friday, and then Columbus beat Carolina in overtime 
yeah. on Saturday. So that means Carolina took 10 of 12 points in the last two weekends against Columbus. Mm. And that, and people are giving me crud on uh, Facebook for posting why I posted like kind of the backhanded thing I said about that I said about Columbus. I'm saying that because it's the truth. Columbus has, if Columbus is in a situation later in the season, uh, because Carolina seems like they're getting hot, they're they're keeping at it, and they're going to be probably staying hot for a while at this yeah. rate. Those ten, though, that these last couple weekends, better remember it because that could be a difference maker coming down the line. Because I, at this point, I wouldn't be shocked if Carolina makes a run, tries to make a run for that number one spot. Mm, I. I, I, I'd be interested in seeing that, but poor Huron, uh, not exactly a super great week also. It's very interesting. These top teams uh, in the Fed are kind of off-kilter a bit. I mean, yeah, they split uh, with Motor City, but these two teams take so many hits and shots from each, from each other. It's ridiculous also because they play each other, feels like, almost every weekend. So, I mean... I think it is Vading Port Huron still I think has a season series over Morton City, which yeah. is very important. Uh but uh winning percentage wise, they're not that much better than Morton City. They're only point four seven point zero four seven. So you're like talking one twenty if or not one twenty. Blah, 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 uh. Actually no, yeah, no, it, it's a very small difference. Very small difference in uh, uh, winning percentage. So, because they've also, because Portland also played four more games than uh, Motor City. This yeah. whole, like the Continental, it, the top four is still kind of, still very much fluid, especially now with Carolina going on the run that they've been going on. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess speaking of Carolina, real quick, we already kind of talked about them, but. A uh, bit hot, and it's interesting to see where they're going to get going. Yeah, so who are they playing this weekend? They are playing... Uh, uh, I believe they're playing Mississippi. And we'll talk ooh, about Mississippi when we get to them. So. Ooh, and it's in Winston-Salem. The two games yeah. are in Winston-Salem. But, so, uh, uh, I mean, two, I argue these are two of the three hottest teams in the league right now. Yeah. Which I, is funny to say. It is. Uh, but Motor City, before we talk Mississippi, um, what happened? <laughs> like I said, they've been playing Port Huron a lot, and Port Huron's been getting the better of them for the most part. They need, they really need to start. I know it's scheduled, but I they need to start playing other teams again because I think I, I actually think they're still better than a lot of the teams in this league. It's just they've been playing Port Huron, and Port Huron's been getting their number, so it's. Kind of rough, but they aren't that far behind Port Huron and mm-hmm. Carolina. So, I mean, it's not impossible for them to, like, catch back up. All right. And then Mississippi, four-game winning streak. Yeah. Uh, has been kind of tur- turning things around. Uh, I'm not saying it's impossible. Motor City has been having some issues. It's it's a good 24 points, but in the Fed with three game, with three-point wins – that's very possible to make up, in my opinion. Could we well, see Mercedes well. is playing at home this weekend against Watertown? So there's a different team. Yeah. So I and that and they actually probably would. You would imagine would do pretty well with that. And then, like we mentioned earlier, Carolina 
is playing two games in Winston-Salem against the Seawolves. So Seawolves may be meeting their match here because Seawolves beat up Delaware this past weekend. But also they beat Danbury's the previous weekend, so I don't know. <laughs> they literally took out the bet like the second best team and the worst team in the league in two straight weekends. So I'm not sure how to gauge them. Yeah, that that, that can be a very But Danbury's actually been kind of faltering a little bit lately. Like they're not as strong as they used to be. And Carolina just like I said, just took out made Columbus more look mortal mortal the last couple weekends. So, I think this will be a very oddly enough. This wasn't going to be an interesting matchup, but now it is with Carolina Mississippi. Yeah, that that actually might be the. Ooh, I was going to say it's going to be the series of the week, but I just seen what the next team we're going to talk about is. Oh, you're talking about Danbury Binghamton. Huh? Yes. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. So Danbury, like I said, these top mostly top teams. Kind of faltering. It's really weird. Uh, like we but, say falter. Yeah. We say falter, but like they lost a couple games here, there. Yeah, like, <laughs> but here's the issue: the top teams of the Fed this year are insanely good. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, and actually, yeah, it wouldn't be impossible. How about this? If Danbury sweeps this weekend and Carolina sweeps this weekend, I think Carolina will have a higher winning percentage than Binghamton. Mm. So they would take over third in that category. Wow, but right. fair, but they've also Carolina's also played less games than I think, except one other team, which is Watertown. Yeah, but and Watertown, of course, that was caused by the blizzard. So. Yeah, but Danbury, 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 Binghamton. Uh, so this past weekend, uh, oh wait a minute, oh they, so they actually had a little preview this on this past Saturday. Oh right, oh we need to talk about that. We need to talk about that. Did you see how the Beaton Danbury game ended on Saturday? Uh, no, it was on Saturday night. Oh boy! So, uh, and it's very kind of controversially. Uh, so what happened? I forget. There was a couple. Uh, there was a Danbury player and a Beaton player. I forget the names. It's been a little bit. Um, they were tangled up. It was a Danbury player who went into the net, not the net, but like into the post. And mm-hmm. knocked the net off its moorings. At that same time, Beanton had the puck in that zone. They passed, shot it, and like basically around that same point as the the post game hit and the net coming off, they scored. Now it was so people been saying it was originally waved off. I swear I did not see the arms the ref's arms do the washout signal. Maybe he did. I'm not sure. However, what happened next was a long pause, like a long discussion between the officials, and then they called it a goal. Oh. And, yeah, and like, it, it was very odd. I like to point out, Danbury had a great comeback in that game because they were down for most of that game. But in the last, like, five minutes, they tied it up. Wow. Huh. So, if anything, they still stole a point away from Beaton, but, however... Uh yeah, I will say this in the rule. So there, some people did look at the rule book. What they did was not exactly against the rule book. It's you know they could do that. Spencer says I don't believe Danbury has uh gold judges. 
Yeah, I don't think so. So, so they had. So I don't. That's a tough position to beat. However, there was also apparently people did some digging. This is not the first time this uh, this particular referee has done something with water, with not with uh, Danbury specifically. And this would have been a long time ago. We're talking near the start of the Fed. Uh, I'll explain to me. <laughs> a similar situation. It's a very similar situation. That's ba- and but and Danbury was the team that got kind of how how you may put it screwed over in that instance too. Mm. But like I said, this was like 2011, 12. Like we're talking second yeah. year of the Fed. That's that is interesting. Uh, so I guess kind of move on to Elmira. Um, five game winning streak. Uh, yeah, what, up. Uh, yeah, they have passed Watertown, which is not like the most shocking thing, but at the same time, it's like, oh, hello, how are you? You're doing something now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> look, they're not gonna do anything past third, but just like. I mean, uh, I mean, who who are they? Who who are they playing this weekend? Like, oh, oh boy, oh boy, oh dear, oh dearie me, there. Oh, okay. So Friday, they're playing at home against Delaware. Yeah, and which then, we, we talk about in our interview with Alex. So and then Saturday, though, Elmira is going to Danbury for both Saturday and Sunday. Oh no, Saturday it's in Danbury, and then Sunday it's Danbury at Elmira. So they have three games this weekend. Amira does. Yeah. So this is so given if Motor City cooperates with uh Motor City can take care of business, Amira can has a chance to get a little bit more of a buffer in between them and Watertown. However, of course, Delaware unfortunately may be an easy win, but Danbury, uh Yeah, that's tough. I'm actually kind of curious about that game though, at the same time. I am yeah. curious. Because Say if uh, I mean Danbury, they like we've been saying they've been kind of faltering. They just and they also got swept by Mississippi a couple weekends ago, so it's not impossible. Elmira's been hot, mm-hmm. so I'm actually kind of interested in this game in these games because like, huh, Elmira I feel like has a fighting shot. Yeah, and that's kind of concerning. Honestly, the Empire is. Honestly, thank you, Elmira, because you have made the Empire just a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Because Elmira now has this slight feel of, huh, they could accidentally do something. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, speaking of the uh, final two teams of the Empire, Wartown, El- Elmira. Yeah, Wartown's a little more interesting, but Del- Delaware especially, just like what we talk about in the interview with Alex, it's just close games. Uh, it just feels yeah. like the last five minutes, boom. Yeah. Yeah, War, yeah, Watertown. I think the I think Watertown only played one game this past week. Yeah, they only played one game last weekend when they lost to Danbury. Um, so they didn't really have much going on this past weekend. Uh, but Delaware, uh, I, it's just a broken record at this point because they really do they they do try they try so freaking hard and like if you watch the games like. And if you aren't watching these Fed games, why not? They are free. Go watch them. Uh, Delaware, you can see, like, there's so many games that are like, they keep at, they keep at, they keep close. They even get a lead every once in a while in these games. It's just like, they have the material. 
just gotta forge it. Forge it uh, like you forge your day helmet. Oh god. I'm I'm saying that with our logo. That's true. All right. Let's go and move on. Talk about the SPHO. Kind of a you know a lot of hockey that week, but not exactly a lot newsworthy. So let's just go straight into our standings. Uh, starting with Peoria, uh, they are back on top with 44 uh, points. Uh, yeah, goodness, we figured something out again. <laughs> that worried me. Okay, the start of the year worried me because we were losing like crazy. I'm like, what the heck's going on? But now we've won five straight. We're looking good. Eric Levine is somehow player of the week. Also, uh, I will say this. Uh, I've heard through a little rumor mill. Uh, congratulations, Eric Levine, on your engagement. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Peoria, 21-7-2. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, five-game win streak. That, that'll do... And, and the yeah, SP, how the SPHL is at the top this year. A five-game winning streak is uh, uh, huge. Yeah. Uh, and then speaking of the number two team, uh, Huntsville, uh, they did just they did finally uh, end be their fair, streak. Now, I'm going to say this. Uh-oh. Huntsville is – I don't know. Okay, I don't, I hate how the tie – whatever they use for standings tiebreakers is for the SPHL because it makes no sense to me. I think it's goals four at this point. I don't see any other way. Uh, and that's such a dumb first one to do. At least for like, I get for like end of season, but like during the season, it doesn't make sense. Because Roanoke still it has the same amount of points, same amount of wins, but in two less games. So, I, all I right, moving on. Huntsville's on top. Huntsville's on. Huntsville's in second. Uh, they can say with me, Mark, one last ride. You still got swept by Peoria. Uh, yeah, enjoy your last ride until you have no stadium. Ha ha. Anyway. I mean, how about this? We both how about this? We both lead the SBHL, and then the SBHL just kind of falters. That's true. <laughs> uh, that, that's the problem with this SBHL. Uh, that's a whole other issue uh, <laughs> because if they lose both of those markets, that's rough. Yeah, uh, but Roanoke, uh, we just kind of talked about them. Uh, they also ended their streak, uh, but again, tied with the Hudson for blue. second. I just noticed their last ten. They've been faltering a little bit. Uh oh, let's see. Because but yeah, the last one is six four zero, which to be fair is the same as the Riverman, but the Riverman also started off really rough yeah. at the beginning of the year. Uh, but um, I, I I think we're starting to finally, Mark. I don't know if you're with me on this. I think we're finally starting to see some the top teams pull away, and we're starting to see our more average teams. I don't know. I don't know because bad. Birmingham, it's because because Birmingham's in fourth. They're only yeah. three points behind uh, Roanoke and Huntsville, and they're seven three and zero in their last ten. All right, how about Knoxville, this? Knoxville's won their last three, and they're also tied with Birmingham. That's it's they're. I hate to say it, but it's still too early to say that. I, think I, don't, top, I don't know. How about I, this? I think the top five may be what they are. How about that? Uh, I disagree. I think after this weekend, I think we're going to kind of finally start to see some pull apart happen. I think we're finally going to see I'm this hoping because it's, it's been nerve-wracking, man, with this. Like, yeah, I think, like I said, I think the top five in the SPHL, I think that's about where I would expect mm. right now because Evansville, yeah, they're only one point behind Knoxville, but they're also playing one more game. They've also been five and five, and just like Pensacola. Uh, it, there's a whole thing with the stage here where I think where teams are, there's like a slight 
I I I could just see this right now. Mm. I, how about this? If the season ended like this, I would not be surprised. I think this yeah. is. I, I I'm looking at the standings right now. I'm like, you know what? I could see this being the last standings. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair take. But uh, moving on, kind of just briefly, uh, Birmingham Knoxville, both I think are a very similar situation. Knoxville only has one more game, um, but Birmingham and, and Knoxville, very similar teams. Knoxville, I think, is a little more iffy, but uh, interesting situation now. Those two teams. I now I'm looking at now we're past the halfway point. And everything I'd be curious to see a playoff series between these two. I mean, the way things are right now, it would be end up that way. Yeah, so. and that's why I'm like, they're they're similar, but so very different as well. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm now I'm intrigued. Hmm. I've caught this caught my intrigue. Yeah. Uh, so Evansville, um, they're they're about yeah. where I would expect them better to be. Yeah, I think I think the open performance is reaching in. Uh, they are they are starting to coast into the position where I think that's correct. I'm still uh, scared of them though. I'm yeah, because they've had our number this season for uh, some reason. Ah, uh, yeah, but then you have the other playing team, Pensacola. They've, um, they've looked a little better, although they played Macon a lot too. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's what's kind of helping them. <laughs> they'll they'll have a little tougher time against. Uh, looks like to be uh, Roanoke. Yeah, but uh, you know what? No, this is your here's your test. They've won three. Pensacola's won three straight still, so maybe they can use that momentum. You know. Mm. Yeah, they could. And then we have Fayetteville, um, tied with Pensacola. Five straight losses. Oh, oh, that's why. Yeah. There's their big reason why. Yeah. It, it didn't help Huntsville swept them this weekend. So. And then you went and lost to Evansville. Shout out. Oh, thank you, Evansville. All right. Uh, anyway. But yeah, okay, actually, no, here's the weird part. Fayetteville won five straight, and now they've lost five straight. Yeah. I just noticed that because their last 10, they're five and five, but they've lost five straight. So, ooh. Uh, they're and guess who they're playing this weekend? They are playing Peoria. Woo. Yep, in a three and three, I do believe. Yep, yep. <laughs> but to be fair, it's at least in Fayetteville, so maybe I don't know. Yeah. Oh, look, we actually got the Peoria Fayetteville series that we got screwed <laughs> out of a couple years ago. Huh. Wow. All right, and then we have Quad City, who uh, are now points. the only other losing. Like the bottom three are all the only losing records. Yeah, Quad uh, City, buddy. Yeah, what, I mean, I'm very interested because I think I think this is a possible chance this weekend because they're playing Birmingham in Birmingham two for two games. Yeah, if they can get a couple of wins here, I think that would be huge <sighs> for them because I think Fayetteville this like could be a switch like a switch back into Fayetteville uh, out of the playoffs, Quad City back in. It, okay, yeah, with the top with the uh, seven through nine with Pensacola, Fayetteville, Quad City, one of those teams is not making the playoffs. One of those teams is not making the playoffs. I'm not sure who yet. It's far too early to say who. But just keep that in mind. One of only two of these three teams are going to be playing for the Presidents Cup come spring. Mm. These I definitely see like this. These three are going to be the ones fighting for their lives for the rest of the season. And right. every game is going to matter with how close things are. So Quad City, you have a tough opponent coming up. Birmingham in Birmingham, these guys have been kind of. They've actually been the, the second hottest team in the last time. Mm. Um, they and that's going to be a tough out. But if you can do it, those are 
a huge win or two will help so much on the long run. Yeah. And it'll probably help the confidence too. Because after this past weekend, I'm sure they're kind of feeling a little bleh. Yeah. Kind of a little bleh after this, especially this past weekend. All like, right. Yeah, and they then, won the last game, but yeah, the yeah. Peoria gates were rough. Yeah. And then our last two teams, uh, Macon and Vermillion County tied at 10 points each. Um, yeah. You're there. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're there. You're you're there to cause a little mayhem every once in a while. I didn't even mean to do that. I like to point yeah. out. I, I caught myself like, break it. <laughs> wow. Well, it's just like, you know, I okay. I'll say this: Vermilion County. I don't know what it was this weekend, but there was a fire because I watched a lot of the games that they played this weekend, and mm. they. They are ugh, they are frustrating me just like Delaware's frustrating me at this point. You could tell something's there. You could tell, but they just can't get it together. Yeah. And and at this point, like because I I was there on Sunday. I was there in sun on Sunday in Peoria where they played. Really County got up to a two and nothing lead at one point. Mm-hmm. And they were especially during the first period, they were frustrating. They were the defense style. Holy heck! Our offense couldn't do anything. Yeah. What? Where was this? What? What is this? Like, Hockey can't always do that. And then they faltered, gave up five straight goals, and lost. Like, keep up that energy you had. Like, as somebody who was there on Sunday, keep up that energy you had in that first period. If you kept that up, if you keep that up for all your freaking games, oh my god. Yeah, that that would be very uh, interesting. Like, uh, to say the least. That's that's the frustrating part with them, man. And then yeah. Ozzy, that's why I still consider, even though they've played two more games and lost the regulation in both of those, I still actually consider Vermilion County, I think I consider them a little better than Macon still. Hmm. Too bad we won't ever get a, a clear answer who's better or worse because they don't play each other this week. This year, yeah. this that sucks. All right. Come on, give us our take cup. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, we have our interview with Alex Basie coming up. Just right. And welcome, everybody. So, like we said, we have an interview right here. We have Alex Basie here of the Delaware Thunder uh, with us. Uh, so, And we also have someone else who's in the host seat. Matt is back for this interview. Uh, so, I guess, let's go get into it. Matt, I'll let you have the first question. Yeah, so the boss is here. Uh, I brought on, obviously, one of my best friends here in the league, Alex Basie. I've known Alex for a couple seasons now, for sure. Uh, super excited to have you here. Uh, we've been wanting to have you on the show for a while now. It's just finally able to line things up. Uh, so you're back. You're, you're going to be behind the bench for the next little bit here. Uh, you're kind of turning into Wolverine right now with some, some steel in the face. Tell us about that. <laughs> oh yeah. Last, uh, last Thursday. Thanks for having me guys, by the way. Appreciate it. Um, Last Thursday, I uh, got some titanium plate put in and then three screws. It was about an hour and a half surgery. The bone under my eye collapsed from that fight oh. with uh, that last fight with Amesbury. Got me a nice little left hook mm. there. Mm. Uh, so, just one of many Amesbury's, you're just Amesbury's latest victim. Yeah. So, speaking of that, actually, I want to I I point out you guys are not seeing the video. I happen to see the there? video. I, I not not to be a fit or anything, but there's literally like like the, the mark. It's it's insane, yeah. like where you can see that bone collapse. Yeah, uh, I mean, Amesbury's one of the tougher guys in the league. 
Alex is obviously absolutely no slouch at all. Uh, basically, this is what Alex does. He, he basically has been uh, a beast in this league for, for many years. He's always there to protect his guys. And I think that's what uh, endears him to the fans and endears him to the guys in the locker room. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I ended up going four times in two games. I'm not, I'm not scared to fight anyone. <laughs> no, absolutely. So yeah. I've watched you firsthand. I, I, I will agree there. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to say something here because like Matt Caputo just put out a, uh, an article that's coming out here with uh, the hockey news. It, it's going to have Joe Pace, Justin Schmidt, and a couple other people involved in it, but it's obviously definitely about the enforcer. Alex, how do you feel about the enforcer's role now as it stands in minor pro hockey? I think it's just still absolutely necessary. You always need a guy on your team to protect players and everything. Like we talked about this the other day. Um, Gretzky back in the day. Yep. He had someone protecting him. Look at Crosby, how many injuries he had because he didn't have anyone there to protect him, right? It's like same thing here. Somebody goes after Houston Wilson on my team or Weber. Who's going to stick up for him? That's right. what I'm trying to teach the guys. I'm saying you don't even have to be a tough guy. Just somebody go grab someone. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, as long as yeah. it's being addressed, right? But every team has to have one or two guys on their team to do it. Every team. If you don't do that, just – What's the point, guys? Are just teams are just gonna get pushed around. You see all these teams with an enforcer on their team; they're top of the league. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Danbury's up there, Columbus is up there, um, Binghamton kind of does, Carolina, um, or Huron. They're Port Huron. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think Columbus has really an enforcer. Now that I'm I thinking mean, about it, Schmidty. Schmidty uh, is yeah. there. Yeah. Um, Schmidty will always be there. Then Ozo. He'll step yeah. in whenever needed to. So, Greco. I mean, they do. Yeah. I actually fight uh, every weekend uh, Petro. Every weekend we play against them. <laughs> Re- oh, wow. Yeah, he can throw. He's yeah. a good guy. So, now that you're, I mean, like right now, you're just kind of like on the shelf as it is, can't play it. For the moment, you're going into an assistant coach role. Um, who is it that you're kind of looking at if there's somebody specifically on the Thunder to kind of take uh, your spot as the sheriff for now? Uh, out on the ice uh we don't have a lot of experience we're yeah i bet you we're probably the youngest team in the league right now yeah we're, you, should, you like, guys are we're young so it's hard to find one guy for that it really is so i'm trying to teach them all let's let's just be team tough you know what i mean yeah. you don't have to go in there drop the gloves every single time but go in there and start havoc if one guy if there's four guys surrounding or one guy get in there like can the whole team get in there yeah that's the thing, but like Asp can throw. You saw him throw a couple times. Yep. But yep. Um, he, we need him to play a lot. So it's kind of just whoever's out there. O'Reilly, I like O'Reilly a lot. Yeah, yeah. let's go, more man, Bubba, our boy Bubba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all love Bubba here. Bubba's our guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, will, he's willing to do it. Uh, Mo Valley, he's willing to do it. JC yep. will throw down. He's a big. Oh yeah, guy. yeah. He always has been. Yeah. So looking at the last couple games here for the Thunder, we've got a couple games here where he lost by two, maybe a goal here or there. What is what's going to be needed here to get rid of this this streak that everybody's on? Because it seems like you guys get right to the point of finishing a team off, and then in the last five minutes or so, there's just a little bit of a fall off. Uh, it's like almost like concentration is lost. 
you you said it yourself right there the last five minutes we need to play 60 minutes of hockey because yeah. it's that one, one yeah. shift that kills you and that's always what it is for us it's usually beginning of the second period or late in the third we yeah. just like we just have a couple shifts that are just they score two quick ones on us and that's what i'm trying to say every shift counts right now yeah absolutely i mean you guys have a lot of good talent there Chris Corgan's done a fantastic job. I've noticed that he's kind of taken over as uh, like the go-to centerman uh, whenever you guys have like a really important defensive zone face-off or um, especially on the power play too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We were struggling with face-offs at the beginning of the year, but we've been uh, working on it a lot and it's been helping out a lot for sure. So you guys are going to be playing Elmira again. This will be the fifth time in – I don't know how many weeks. <laughs> it's been a while. I think since January 6th, I think, was the first time you guys played them again. Has that turned into a bit of a rivalry for you guys? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, I think we should take them in the next couple games here. I would love to see the boys go out there and get a couple wins against them. But, like, once you play that that a team that many times in a row, things just start to heat up a little yeah. bit, obviously. And, like, that's fun for me. I love that. <laughs> Friends are gone, right? There's a lot right. of guys that know each other on the ice. And yep. That, that's gone three games against each other. Yeah, instantly. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's say yeah. goodbye to friendship until, you know, the end of the week when hockey's over, I guess. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I have to ask, when we're talking about this question, has there ever been a scenario where you're like, we have played this team five times in the last month, can we please play someone else? I, it's not even fun like in a rivalry sense anymore. Please, just give me a new face. Have you ever um, had that scenario happen? Yeah. Do you know what was the craziest one was the COVID year? When, it was, oh, when I was on Watertown, uh, and we are supposed to play Elmira ridiculous 16 times. Yeah. Three preseason games against them. How in the hell is that going to work? Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a thing. That wow, was a bloodbath I... before the first game even started. Yeah, I forgot all about that, actually. Yeah. Wow, yeah. The COVID like, year. I think, like, I'm yeah. a fan. I'm basically, I'm a Peoria fan. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, the Early on, like, we were in the SPHL, especially against, like, we first came in, we had Bloomington. And then later on, Evansville was, like, the only other close team. The amount of times we played those teams early on, especially, was ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I was nuts, eh? Uh, because they were, they were all like the only other close team, so it's like, okay, we're gonna, gonna heavily schedule. Here's here's Evansville for like 14 games of your 56, <laughs> and it's not even that much better nowadays, even with more teams near us. No, exactly. I was I was in Peoria for a bit last year. Yeah, and, uh, he was one of the best coaches I've ever had, hands down. But he he's like that. He goes, hey, no friends on the ice. He wants playoff players, guys who yep. watch. Let's do everything yep. for the team. That's why they're such a winning team every year. And like you going against Quad City, it's a bloodbath every time. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's been oddly enough that wasn't the team last year that we had a lot of issues with. Yeah, it was actually Roanoke of all teams last year. Which yeah, that ended up being really interesting. Yeah, because Roanoke had it with everyone last year. Yeah, that, so, that was yeah. I want to ask you, Alex, because I, I don't get to ask this all that often uh, to guys on a public platform. But with you've had lots of experience, obviously in the FPHL, you're the reigning penalty minutes champion from last year with 200 minutes uh, in 34 games. But you've played in the SPHL 
You've played in the FPHL at the same time in seasons. What do you find to be the biggest difference uh, in between the leagues on ice? On ice is the, I'd say the skill's pretty similar, the first two lines, but they move the puck so much more. The puck just moves that much faster. It's up and down the ice that much quicker. Someone's on you that much quicker. Just the hockey smarts, the sense, that's just, it's all there for the guys in the SB. And that's what keeps the guy, you see the guys that stick up there in the SB and stuff. They're just, their hockey knowledge is just that much better. Right. Do you think it's also plays into the factor that the federal league is generally a younger league than the SP? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. A lot of the older guys you see in the federal league, they've been here their whole lives, right? Yeah. The guys yeah. that's been called up a few times. Look at Justin Brazen. He came back down for a yep. while. He's 33 years old. So yeah, exactly. I'd say, yeah, it's a good stepping stone. The, the worst thing is when you get a skilled guy come down to the federal league who thinks they're too good for it. That's the right. worst. And they go out there and they put up barely any points. And they're like, wow. You know, I, I've seen some of the things in the SPHL. So, I mean, where like a guy is in the SPHL, they don't exactly like it, so they don't try as hard. And you could tell. And then when they go up to the ECHL, their numbers all of a sudden improve. Yeah. It's, it's, Odd. Like they, I don't understand that mindset with players where, oh, I'm not, I don't want to be here, so I'm not going to try as hard. Like you aren't going to get, it's going to be a lot harder for you to get back to the spot where you want to be if you play like that. Coaches Absolutely. don't want players like that. Absolutely. No, you're right. <laughs> you always got to be a team guy and you just always have to put that 100% effort in. Yeah. So, it's, oh, go so ahead, right, now, right now, you guys are. Uh, so, like, you've played 18 games this year, goal yeah. assist, two points, 110 penalty minutes. You're on pace to definitely uh, get past the 200 penalty minute mark this year. Um, you're not scheduled to be back for another couple weeks uh, for sure here. Um, are you intending on just going right back into the swing of things uh, when you get back out on the ice here, especially now that you have a piece of metal in your face? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going all, all balls to the wall as soon as I'm back. But uh, has armor now. <laughs> Yeah, 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 with a little extra armor for sure. Um, I have to wear probably a fishbowl for the rest of the season, which is going to suck. So oh yeah, that's we'll, true. Uh, yeah, let's count how long it takes me to whip that thing off myself. Uh, I'm going to say three games at the most. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll say two. Yeah. So I'm Canadian. You're Canadian. We've both been on the state side of things. What's one thing? And this is just a fun question here. What's one thing from Canada that you wish you could bring with you down uh, to the rink in Delaware uh, to make things just a little bit more fun? Oh, I already answered this one. Timmy's. Good old Timmy's. coffee, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, to be fair, oh, depending on where you go in, in the U.S., you could get some Timmy's. Yeah. yeah it, well, it, it, it's it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. Now, I got to make a confession. I was recently in Vancouver. I was in Western Canada. I was visiting for vacation. Did yep. not enjoy Tim Tim Hortons. Was not a fan. That's oh. the thing is, you went to BC. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think BC. You can go to Ontario. I think I think the more eastern, the better. I think. Like, uh, yeah. So I do I feel like want... Nova Scotia and, and like try it there? Yeah, yeah. You know, go east coast, go all the way out to like uh, Thunder Bay. You know, and then, <laughs> oh, and then you'll you'll be okay. You'll no, be okay. Getting up to Port Huron and Michigan, yep. all those teams. There's a Timmy's right there. 
Uh, yeah, exactly, I'm sure, exactly. I'm sure the bus stops there before every game. <laughs> so, how much longer do you think you're going to be playing in the league? So, you've been here since 2017. Started off with, if I remember correctly, Watertown Wolves. Um, you got into the playoffs. Uh, you, I think in that same year Danville. with Danville, right? Yeah. 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 So here we are, 2022, 23 season. We got another year coming in next year. We got two more teams coming into the league. Uh, I know you and I have talked about getting up to the SP uh, as well for this season. How long, how much longer do you think you're going to be playing at this level? And do you think you're going to transition into coaching or uh, is there something else in the works for yourself uh, post hockey? Uh, always work like in the summers I work with kids on the ice and everything. Right. Um, coaching has always been, I think I could do it. The boys love with having me on the bench, yep. but, uh, I'm going to play till basically my body gives out. So <laughs> tell, tells me no more. I don't so you're a lifer. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy it. I love it. It's a great time. We're not here to make money. You got to do it while you can. Right. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working a nine to five for sure. So. So I'm the other thing I want. I wanted to ask you about, especially being a Canadian, uh, and you have played obviously a lot in Ontario. Um, shout out to the Toronto Canada Moose if there's anybody who ever listens to the podcast from that from those days. But um, like I've got experience with the Allen Cup. Um, the Allen Cup's a big deal in Canada. They're finally bringing back the tournament. Have you ever thought about you know giving that, uh, giving it a go and, and going after the glory there? I actually played uh, with the uh, Whippy Dunlops for a little bit. I used to yes, you did. Back yep. in the day, yeah, and they're always a uh, top team contender, <clears throat> but they end up folding. And then there's a team back home called the Deseronto Bulldogs. Yes, yeah. The new yep. EI. So uh, they actually have my rights back home. They're always bugging me to, hey, when are you going to retire and come play here? But <laughs> I, that's actually that's great hockey up there. I think yeah, Boos um, is yep. actually playing in that league right now. And there's a couple other guys. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic uh, league to play in. It's arguably the second oldest championship in hockey history in North America. Um, I got lucky here to work with the uh, Lacombe Generals and uh, be able to hoist that cup and drink out of it and whatnot. And it's just it's an experience that I think is so uniquely Canadian that I I really try to encourage a lot of guys who play lower pro if they have the chance to go home and they want to go out big, go out big and try to grab that Allen Cup. That thing has been held by so many hockey legends. Uh, it, it's quite unreal, the history to it. Oh, yeah. Donald Brashear won it there, too, I think. Yep. Donald Brashear's held that thing. Yeah. Kelly Buckberger. Um, Theo Fleury's held that cup. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a big deal here, especially like Western Canada, um, because like it's been held by the Lacombe Generals for forever, it seems like. Um, but Ontario is starting things back up again. So I just yep. thought I'd throw that out there and see how you felt about maybe the idea of, you know, when, when the time comes, if you're going to go chase for that cup here. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I always love playing the game, so I don't think I'll ever stop really playing. So it's eventually one day for sure. So for, cause none of us here out of the three of us here on the show have been, uh, in the arena. Although I, Rando, have you been to Harrington? Uh, no, I have not. No, okay. So none of us have really been in the arena. Tell us what it's like to be in such a, a small setting, but such a loud setting in the Thunderdome and what it means to have uh, a full house and how those fans interact with you guys. 
Yeah, it's been awesome, especially with the record and everything. The fans have been uh, very supportive, which has been great. It uh, We sell out basically every home game. And every home game as loud as they can be. We have the, uh, some called the Thunder Pack. Sit okay. The far end. Yeah. They got the boom going. They got it. They got it nice and loud in there. The other game, we had some guy run down the hall trying to do the wave and stuff. <laughs> the fans <laughs> love it there, for sure. Which is awesome. It is small. It's it is tight quarters, but man, we packed that place out. Yeah, it seems really loud, and like it doesn't always get translated well through YouTube. Uh, but the Delmara Network, I think that's how you say their name. Yeah, uh, but yeah, since, yeah. yeah since they've come in, um, I found like the, the broadcast quality is so much better. And, and you really kind of get a sense for um, the pride of the fans. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You see why we survive all these years. It's just the fans have been great to us for sure. So um, I think the uh, Delaware's got a couple things coming up here for um different events here can you can you give us a heads up on what's coming up on the schedule for the fans to uh interact with we have uh als night coming up this saturday which is going to be awesome okay is there specialty jerseys for this one i believe this, so uh, this time yeah yeah I awesome so. they've been uh hiding a lot of the jerseys from us <laughs> ah there you go yeah yeah oh, man. Now, I have a question. Will these jerseys be auctioned off after the game, uh, I guess, for charity or any clue about that? Uh, yes, during the game. So Delaware does – I remember in Danville we used to do after the game. Everyone in the stands, we used to bring in an auction guy in. But uh, here we do during the game. We do auctions. It's online auction and in person as well. Oh, awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic news. That's great for the fans. That's great for um, all the societies that you guys work with. And, and I know the Federal League does – um, like all the teams seem to do a really good job with working with different charities, uh, foundations, etc. So it's it's always uh, awesome to watch you guys do things like oh, that. Oh, it's sweet to see them putting on those jerseys, just those specialty night jerseys. It's just a, another feeling for sure. Yeah, I really like the military ones that you guys did this season. Those were beautiful uniforms. Oh, yeah. They did a great job on those ones for sure. So um, feel free to tell me to buzz off in, 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 with this one. <laughs> Um, it's a bit of a touchy subject, but there's, there's been the, the rumor of Delaware potentially not being back in the federal league next year. Um, just due to other leagues that are opening up, um, the smaller market, um, uh, means, you know, that there's lower, lower finances that have to be dished out necessarily. Um, if that was to come to fruition, is there a team specifically in the federal league that you would want to go back to say, for example, Watertown, uh, seeing as they were one of the first teams that you played for. Yeah, uh, Watertown is nice and close to home, which is a good thing. Right, was, and then like Motor City's there too, I guess, because that's right close to the border too. Yeah, absolutely. Poor Huron's all up there, but I don't know. I'm not too sure. Yeah. See, that everyone uh, <clears throat> thinks the grass is always greener on the other side when they come here. And right. Our living and stuff compared to a lot of them is actually amazing. I know our first year, all we had was the barracks, but we got right. two nice houses this year. We got a great apartment and stuff, and the boys get treated really well. And yeah, tell us, yeah, tell us about that. Yeah. So I've been at a, actually a billet house since my first season. I, okay. I, I live in the barracks. I had the whole team in the barracks. And then uh, over the last two seasons, we have two, two houses now and a nice two-bedroom apartment, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, we got uh, 
we actually get the boys at the houses get food once a week as well. Okay. Once in a while, which is great, and they get all the meal coupons. So we do get treated very well. Yeah, I know. Uh, I've had lots of talks over the last, I, I would say, last three, four months. Charlie Penn's senior and I, we've we've worked to repair the relationship that him and I have had over uh, the last couple seasons. I know it <laughs> hasn't always been uh, rainbows and, and, and whatnot, but th- I think there's a, a level of respect there uh, in between him and I now um, on both sides here. It's been interesting to watch the Delaware Thunder grow. Uh, it's been interesting to watch how the fans treat the team um, and how strong-willed the fans are, really, to go through all of this with the players. Um, you see it in the quote-unquote dirt sheets, like what I run on, on Facebook, and Mark's there. Hey, wait a uh, second. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you see a lot of fans, though, like they, they are always sticking up for you guys. Um, and I think, really, in the Federal League, um, it's so important to have that unique connection with the fans. And I think you guys, um, out of all the teams, do it the best. Absolutely. And uh, I'm actually the only OG player left from the beginning season. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that's true. I, I've, I've stuck it out. Wow. Yeah. You just blew my mind there because, I like, for some reason <laughs> yeah. I thought there was somebody else there with you. But, no, I guess not, eh? No, yeah. JC was second season. COVID that's year. right. Yeah. Mm. That's right. And Marker's gone. Marker's Marker gone. Marker was, was first season, wasn't he? He was he yeah, Marker was first season. First yeah. season, yeah. yeah. Marker was yeah. first. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's crazy. And now, like, so uh, at the end of last season, uh, and then, like, with Trevor Babin being drafted and taken over by Motor City, there were so many people who were like, oh, I don't know what Delaware's going to do about a goalie. And, uh, Alex, I know you're a big fan of this kid. I watched him play here in Red Deer with the Red Deer Rebels. This is probably going to be my last question, but tell us about Trevor Martin. Oh, what a beauty. What a great guy. I've never seen someone work as hard as him. Every day he's at the gym right after practice, gets home later at night. He's just stretching at night yoga. He's just a great guy. He's in the change room. He's hyping up the guys whenever he can. I'm like, just look at him in the net. He's just, it shows. Yeah, he's a hardworking goaltender. And you can see, and maybe I'm a little bit biased, but you can see that he's a WHL goalie. Yeah. You you can see where he came from. Like, there's certain qualities of that you can see from OHL goalies, goalies who played in the queue and goalies who played in the, in the dub. And he has WHL written all over him. Uh, yeah. The only other goalie I've seen that is uh, in Port Huron, uh, Wyatt Hoffman. Yeah. 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 Well, Those well, are the, the two dub guys. Older, right? like yeah, exactly. Still, which is crazy. Exactly. So like, Abin's still young. He's like, imagine him in three years and he's doing amazing right now. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he got a call up and, and did really well. Dropped the yeah. gloves. No surprise. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, was, that was a fun game to watch. That was a yeah. fun game to watch. So, He's good old uh, Philly tough, that guy. Eh? Yeah, always is. So uh, I just want to give you a couple seconds here to to plug whatever it is that you want to plug here for, whether it be for coaching, for the Delaware Thunder, anything personal that you're working on. Uh, Shout-outs to fans, friends, family. Floor is yours, Alex. Let her rip. Yeah, just shout out to my uh, mom and dad for all over the years supporting me. They love it. Love coming down whenever they can. A uh, couple of good players I played with back in the day. Uh, Dustin Henning is one of the first ever players I met. 
Molovac yep. was my first captain. As soon as I see Molovac on the ice, I was like, man, I know this is pro hockey. Yep. Guy, yeah. <laughs> Justin Braz was a great player. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Chris Affinati. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. I talked to him once in a while. He uh, contacted me after a couple of Amesbury fights. Told me stop trying to break people's uh, fists with my face. So <laughs> classic. Yeah. And then, uh, so what we have ALS night coming up here for the Delaware Thunder, uh, and that's this weekend. Is there another one right after that? I seem to recall there's supposed to be one more, but maybe I'm wrong. I, I think there is one more later on the season. I totally forget what it is though right now. Okay. Nope. Not so, uh, a big deal. So. We will see you behind the bench, I assume, here this weekend? Um, I should be there Friday for sure. I have an appointment. Or uh, Saturday I'll be there. Okay. Friday I won't be able to make the trip. I have an appointment back home to get this uh, looked after. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be back yeah, okay. the bench Saturday yelling and screaming. Yeah. Chicks <laughs> dig scars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, what I say. Yeah. Well, Alex, thank you for coming on to the show. Uh, we we really have been wanting to have you on on the show. Um, you're a, a fan favorite. It doesn't seem to matter that you're on Delaware. The fans like you, whether they're cheering for Carolina, Columbus, Danbury, uh, you name it. Everybody in the league likes you a lot. Um, I just want to nominate that we throw out the new nickname of Wolverine. Uh, <laughs> there we I, think go. That, I think we need to do that for the rest of the year. We're just going to call you Wolvie. <laughs> or Weapon X uh, and just go from there. But thanks again for coming on to the show, Alex. Uh, we wish you guys the best of luck going through for the rest of the season here. Let's let's end that streak that we're at right now so that way we you don't fall into Battle Creek Rumble B territory. Yeah, I had oh, to mention no. them. Oh, yeah, and, please, stop, please stop it. Yeah. And, oh, uh, no. oh, man. I I'm, sure, I'm sure you guys are going to get uh, get a win here very soon here. The team's been doing uh, a lot of hard work. Uh, shout out to two of my clients, Bubba O'Reilly and, and Corgan, and of course yourself, Alex. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, everyone. We shall see you at the next segment. Excellent. All right. And thank you again, Alex, for coming on the show, and shout out to Matt uh, for popping on to uh, talk with him. And uh, yeah, it was, get, get it some great questions. I, I love having him on. Also, yes. I want to. I, I hope he hears this. I truly think the one of the reasons that everybody likes him is that beard, man. That beard. <laughs> yeah, oh, that it's a pretty scruffy little thing. That the little, little. Uh, I should say little. Uh, that, big, big. Like, I think that makes him recognizable. Genuinely, yeah. I think that helps his recognizability, and therefore, people know him. And like, hey, there he is. Like, there he goes. Does his doing his thing. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah. Everyone, that is the end of this week's uh, Two Minutes Roughing. If you want to, follow me on Twitter, at Grando. You can see everything I'm doing. Uh, quite busy. I have a lot of stuff coming up uh, with spring, USFL, all that. Uh, so you, a lot you've made yourself very into. busy, and I do not envy you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, you can find me on Twitter, at Prospector Hockey. That's Prospector, H-C-K-Y. And, yeah, uh, I look, and as we were talking about, Early on in the show, it looks like things are starting to heat up now. Yeah, Just everything in the background, and I've been, and you know, I've been itching for stuff. I yeah, you itching. have because we we went. It was wild for a while for for some reason, and then it just died. Just mm. so now I'm like, 
I need my I need my fix. Yeah. Uh you druggy. All right. Anyway. <laughs> I'm a druggy for right. chaos. Well, folks, that's it. We shall see you next week. Same place. Until then, have a good one. Later. <laughs>